You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, thank you for joining us on the Lynx Podcast. This season is brought to you by brandonwellness.com. We would encourage you, if you haven't already, to go to brandonwellness.com. You can contribute. You can be a part of building and investing in our community. One uh, one conversation, one dollar at a time. It's going to take everybody. Uh, If we're going to see this happen, it's going to take all of us together. And uh, the Lynx Podcast comes right out of the heart of Brandon Wellness and is a is funded uh, through through Brandon Wellness, and we're so thankful for all of our sponsors and and donors. And we would invite you to be a part of that uh, of that group. And so today, our guest is the one, the only Jim Steen. And I I don't know any other Jim Steens, so I'm, I'm going with it. I graduate. I went to high school with another Jim Steen. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, he. Uh, we both graduated from Hills Beaver Creek. And uh, the other Jim Steen uh, was one year behind me in school and lived in Hills. And I grew up in Manly, but we both went to Hills Beaver Creek. And uh, it got a little confusing sometimes, both Jim Steen. And his ancestors are the ones that started Steen, Minnesota. I had no connection with that part. But yeah, so so there's another one out there. So they moved there and they named the town after him. Something like that. Wow. See, so so you're, I mean, you're from this area. I mean, it's it's home for you. It is coming back home. Um, first call, uh, I'm a pastor, and the first call, John, uh, was in Iowa, and so I spent uh, roughly thirty odd years in ministry in Iowa, um, and then came back home because this is, uh, and mom and dad were aging, and so we just wanted to be closer to mom and dad, and so in 2012 we moved back to the Sioux Falls area. And have loved being back home here and and so on. So So did you while you were in Iowa, did you pick up any bad Iowa habits? <laughs> like cheering for the Hawkeyes or anything like that? Or well uh, yeah, I'd like to watch the Hawkeyes or the or the clones, cyclones a little okay. bit, you know, if they're on, but I'm not a big Hawkeye, not rabid that way, you know. So um I'll I'll still uh, cheer for the Jacks or the Oats. Mm. Um so now it's probably more of that. But you than grew up in Minnesota, so you're truly a, a child of the tri-state area. Absolutely. Yep. So you you, you <laughs> fluidly move between all three then. All three. Okay. South Dakota, Minnesota, and Iowa have been all home to me at some point. Okay. And uh, northern Minnesota at some time even. Uh, for a while, I was a youth pastor up at near Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. And uh, so I spent two years up there. Uh, that was prior to seminary, and um, before I graduated from Augustana College in Sioux Falls. Oh, and okay. then uh, went up north uh, for an opportunity to be in youth ministry for two years, and I just wanted to get out of, away from the books and get to real life yeah, sort yeah. of stuff, you know. And I was tired of the academic world for a while, and so, <laughs> um, so uh, moved up to North Minnesota. And then while I was up there, my wife and I, Colleen, uh, we got married while I was up there as a youth pastor, and uh, up near Duluth, a little town called Barnum, Minnesota. The church was in a little town called Mattawa, Minnesota. And uh, so, northern Minnesota and southern Minnesota, um, the whole state has been at some point uh, home to me. Gr- lived in the cities, Twin Cities, for a while. Yeah, gotcha. during seminary. So, your wife, mm-hmm. so was she a northern Minnesota gal? No, she was not. Uh, we m- met while I was at Augustana in Sioux Falls. Okay. And so, she's from Parker. Parker. 
Parker. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So you, the love connection was made in college then. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> what did you study at Augustana? Uh, major was psychology okay. and had three minors. Uh, minors really don't count very much, but religion, Greek, and philosophy. Oh, my. And so I knew I was heading towards seminary, but I thought, uh, let's do something other than a religion major. So I majored in psych. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. So what was that? So what was that? Like you said, you knew. Talk to us about when you knew that 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 pastoral ministry was in your future. Because that's a, it sounds like pretty much... Well, you you tell us. Yeah. Well, appreciate the question, John. Um, pastoral, I, I I thought as a grade school student, uh, just a little kid, probably eight years old, um, that that's I felt the call from God that God was wanting me to be a pastor when I was six, eight, or so years old. Oh wow! Um, and that John just basically came because in a in, I don't know if you experiential way or how you would describe it, but I just sense the the amazing love and forgiveness of God, and I just heard God saying, "I want you to share that." Huh. Yeah. Wow. So um, there are some highlight moments that kind of push that further, confirm that all along the way. Like when I was at Augie, um, that encouraged that. Um, the church that I grew up in during high school was Beaver Valley Lutheran Church. Just. Okay. East of Brandon, just two miles sure. or a mile east of Brandon. So that was my home congregation. So it really is coming back home. And yeah. um, when I was a student in in uh, Hills Beaver Creek, uh, we lived right outside of Valley Springs, just across the border, just enough into Minnesota to say, you know, I'm a Hill student. I have a yeah. I've I've had the privilege of you know of being in this area and pastoring some folks in that in that Manly Valley Springs. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it is truly a cool part, and I and I think, I mean, almost some ways a time capsule, you know, mm-hmm. you know, agriculturally of what we were, you know, a hundred years ago, and, mm-hmm. and watching, you know, and seeing and being up some farms there, and um, really, truly is a piece of Americana, you know, like yeah. that little section. So that is that is really cool. Um, tell us a little bit about now. Now today, you're living in Brandon, coming back to the area, what is it that you really appreciate about this part of the world and this community? You you probably could have passed in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it, I just love this area, the, the Midwest, and and just the, the down-to-earth sense of people's lives. Um, this is, uh, on my part, uh, a bit, um, how, how do I say, um, uh, I'm prejudiced, obviously, sure. um, but uh, seeing the Midwest people as just so real um, and willing to share their lives in in many ways, um, <clears throat> uh, that that in some ways I'm I'm not sure is 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 much so on the coasts of that sort of thing. So I, I'm really no desire to go to some big city sort of stuff, and I'm kind of a uh, country sort of person, small town. I mm. love the small town like a Brandon. Um, though Brandon's growing, it's less and less small townish. Sure. Um, and actually, I don't even live in Brandon, John. Um, I live on the east side of Sioux Falls um, okay. and uh, uh, near Washington High School in that neck of the Sioux Falls. And um, actually, the first 11 years of my life, I grew up in the east side of Sioux Falls. So that's you know, the house I grew up in is about two miles from where I live right now. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. Um, but just being in small town Americana um, is just a privilege, a gift, 
um, it's just a joy. Um, you know, I, um, driving through town or something and people wave at you or, you know, they recognize you and they're not just so narrowly focused on got to get something done and yeah. but they see you, um, they recognize you and, and I so appreciate that. Um, but also there seems to be, a, I don't know if this is a, uh, accurate sort of stereotype I have either. Um, there seems to be a, a real healthy, um, faith base, um, mm-hmm. in, in where we live, um, valuing, um, the Christian ethics, uh, of faith and, um, and so on, and and knowing the ve- the importance of living our life in Christ, yeah. and and um, being part of a, a faith community is really a privilege and a gift. I just pr- so appreciate that, John. What what do you see for someone that's watching that maybe isn't a part of a local church or doesn't have a traditional Christian ethic? What are the advantages or the pluses having grown up? Mm-hmm. In a Christian worldview, Christian ethic, what are some of the pluses to someone who doesn't understand it? W- what have you seen working with people your whole life? What have you seen as a benefit to a Christian worldview and a and a faith relationship? Probably the biggest thing, John, I would say is is that is that faith sense that gives to me and those when we connect our lives in Christ. Uh, a sense of direction, a focus, a main purpose of why mm. I'm even here. Sure. Um, because for me, John, without my Savior Jesus Christ, I would lose a sense of who I am, my identity. I would also, without Christ as as the one that I live uh, focused on as my Savior, I wouldn't have that sense of uh, purpose and meaning in my life. Uh, and so... Connected to Christ gives me that sense of purpose that that God gives to us um, through our faith in Jesus Christ, um, and and just that sense of of being able to to commune with the One who created me, all of us who mm-hmm. created all created yeah. all the universe, yeah. um, and that privilege of of knowing the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, great privilege, and yet who came so humbly uh, to be our Savior. What a what a great privilege that is, John. Yeah, what a what a beautiful testimony to to the relational nature uh, of our Creator, and um, I I echo that as many people do. Um, we live in a time and a place where you know obviously things are changing. Yes, uh, that's been true for a long time. Uh huh. Um, but we we are uh, you know sharing a, a message of good news and truth, and I appreciate your. Your partnership in that, um, the community of Brandon. We we think about it. Uh, we think about the people. What are what are some of the what are some of the things that you see as a pastor that you would pass on or you would think are important for people that are that are you know maybe new to parenting or new to faith. What are some things that you see uh, that you would encourage people with that are new to our community? To plug into in the, as yeah. they become part of the community, yeah. um, probably top of that list would be to be in, get involved in a congregation of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, not just for the social connections that that you're obviously going to make in a, in a church, um, but for that sense of as I 
mentioned a moment ago of the, the wholeness that that brings to life. Um, so involved in in worship and and so on would be a strong encouragement. Uh, that I would give to anybody who is new to a community is plug in that way, but also just take advantage of of the the rich, um, the wealth of um, benefits that a, a community like Brandon uh, involves uh, in provides. Um, we have a, a wonderful chamber. Uh, we have mm-hmm. other organizations in town that do great things uh, to make life rich and rewarding. Yeah. So um, not to just Sit in your home and isolate yourself, but to uh, yeah. to encourage you to reach out and be involved in whatever sort of way, um, whether it's on the golf course or whether it's involved in uh, community events. Uh, you know, and we've got some great uh, with a with a school uh, like BV uh, to be involved in in just at the games and and so on. You know, yeah, we bumped we bumped into each other at a recent game, and that's fun. You know, you <laughs> we get to kind of, we all share in that. You know, I I don't know. Did you? No, I can't remember. Did you get up early and put a blanket down? I did not. And you did see, not. and so being somewhat new to to the Brandon community myself, I didn't know the whole tradition of the um, what is it? The pig, pigskin, um, yeah, pigskin deal. <laughs> and so, fortunately, I, uh, when we went over there, we, uh, my wife and I ran into some members of. Before we were in Brandon, we were at Renner Lutheran, and okay. so that was a previous congregation. And there were some members from Renner Lutheran that are members that are have a, a son on the uh, in the football team, and so they oh, had sure. a blanket down there, and they said, "Hey, come sit with us." <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, it's sometimes not what you know, but it's who you know, and it was wonderful to to run into these folks uh, and invited us to their blanket. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. It was a. Uh... It's interesting. It's and I love I love Brandon too. And so it's been I, I would echo that. If you're if you're listening, I mean, you know, both of us, you know, having that experience, get involved, chamber, uh, mentoring, I know is a big thing in our school district. And um you you can mentor in the schools. Uh there's a whole process through Lutheran Social Services. Yep. Where you can get qualified to mentor in Brandon schools. I've had the privilege of doing that and um, it really, you know, you you can make a difference um, in a young person's life, and absolutely, uh, yeah. As the, you know, and my emphasis, John, um, in ministry would be in that what you mentioned earlier, relationships, and so that mentoring. Um, when you get to know somebody on that deep level of conversation, like we're having right now, where you get to know another person as that person and not just a name or mm-hmm. in a in a you know. Uh, distant sort of way, but really get to know their likes, their dislikes, um, the challenges they've, they've got, the struggles that they've got, the joys they experience um, that you can do in mentoring, that, that what an opportunity. That's fabulous. Yeah. And and I see some of that happening in the church. So sometimes, you know, like in all places, um, the church can be uh, a place where you um, can be a little guarded, but I think the church is also a place where you can be very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And and as you develop some relationships, like we had a men's ministry this morning, a men's Bible study, and we got to share some of the struggles that some of the guys are going through. Um, what a privilege that is in the church to, to know that you're not alone in the mm-hmm. struggles that you've got, but you've got yeah. people walking along alongside you and those relationships yeah. are so valuable and so important. That's great. That's a great message, especially in to to the men in our community. Um, we've been given an important role and and we play an important part in, in the lives of our community, our families, our churches. 
and to hear that that you're doing that is so important to have places where men can can kind of unplug and, and and let down the guard is so important and I, I think men that are listening to this conversation um, take take an opportunity to really to really do that find places where you can do that and especially within a, a context that's that's safe um, shifting gears a little bit we have so many things to offer in brand and one of the things that this podcast and this branded wellness organization does is we really we're really looking to build and invest what would you say a well community wellness center what would that what kind of an impact do you see that having within your own congregation within the areas of influence that you have what would that mean to a community like brandon do you, do you think? It, it could mean opportunities um for some similar in some ways that a church provides but not you know, um, where where I don't know what all is, might be going into the wellness center. I, I'm not in that you know development like you are, John. Um, but um, some pickup basketball or some racquetball yeah. or you know um, any ways that that um, where where we can um, maybe as you said let our guard down a little bit with mm-hmm. with some things and just be real with another person. A wellness center might could provide that opportunity for people and it might not be just in in those active things like that but just as they meet and yeah. and just sit over I don't know if there'll be a place where there'll be a coffee bar and that sort of thing yeah. or you know well we're we're really looking at you know you know in in Brandon you know we have those those five reasons we have November December January February <laughs> and March when it's really easy to kind of I mean, kind of voluntarily shelter at home. Yes. Because it's, you know, it can get really cold. And I I, I know I saw it in, in over the last couple of years, I saw the impact of isolation mm-hmm. on the human condition and and having an indoor space throughout the winter uh, that, that will include, you know, open court area for pickleball, tennis, uh, basketball, volleyball. Uh, we're going to have a walking track indoor. That's part of the plan. Wonderful place where you can just come and walk indoors during the winter. Yeah. And um, one thing, like when it's mentioning walking, my wife would love that um, because sometimes she um, she's not a real athletic sort of person, but she loves walking. And when she walks, she's going to find somebody I want to walk with. Mm-hmm. And so just that walking, suddenly you're in a conversation with another person while you're slowly walking, yep. you know, and developing relationships and a bonding in ways that that would never happen if the wellness center is not there. Well, I think, and we have great, you know, we have great facilities when it comes to our school district, but, you know, I've seen it um, in, in coaching. I've seen it in different aspects that our school buildings are full. Mm. I mean, you talk with teachers and coaches, there's something happening in schools like all the time. Yeah. And we do have access, but it is, uh, you know, the way our district's growing now with over 5,000 students enrolled. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I, my goodness. I mean, there are so many things happening and and we really, you know, need that third space, even for, you know, for us. Like we go, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's great to go have a cup of coffee, but <laughs> it's not the healthiest thing in the world. Ever, <laughs> no. as it turns out. So, <laughs> yeah, um, no, oh. that, uh, that sounds great. Uh, you know, maybe you and I can get out on the tennis court, or I don't know if you play tennis, um, or, or pick this a may ball. surprise you. Yeah. This may surprise you. I don't play a lot of tennis. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, if you pick it up a racket and start, yeah, well, if you pick up a racket and start doing that, let me know, because um, I love to play tennis, um, or we can do a pickleball thing, you know, or something like that. Well, absolutely, and, or, and I and I that's one of the things where we we have those facilities in, but they're all you know, 
you know, really good for about four months out of the year. And, uh, and my hope with the, with the way pickleball is growing, um, our, uh, you know, tennis association in Brandon is a great, great group. And we're really, we're dialoguing with, with them. Uh, Laura Wong, who's the executive director now, just having great conversations about what, you know, indoor court space would mean. Oh, so this is, this, yeah, this is right up your alley. Yeah, that sounds fabulous. Uh, we're going to have a tennis, you're going to teach, you're going to give me lessons. <laughs> I'd be glad to. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I need them. Okay. No, I, but no, I would, I would love to, um, yeah. and get out on the court. And, and that's one thing about tennis. You don't have to be great. You just play with somebody about your level and, mm -hmm. and have a good time, you know? Yeah. And, well, you'd have to play left-handed against me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Same well, here. hey, Jim, I appreciate you being here. And uh, again, uh, you're a Spirit Truth Lutheran. Uh, you know, we, we I, like, I like to call it the Milky Way Church. It is. Right <laughs> next to BG, B and G Milky Way. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you get a little... Uh, Although, otherwise known as the Fastenal Church by some people, because Fastenal is on the west side of the building and we're on the east side of the building. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that's, uh, that's a huge, uh, huge ministry. And I appreciate you, what you do in, in your church and getting to know many of the people in your church has been, has been good. Let's... Um, if you're watching uh, and you know Pastor Jim, uh, go ahead and share and like, comment on this conversation. Uh, if you if you don't know Pastor Jim and you've appreciated this conversation, <laughs> go ahead and like, comment, and share. And because uh, we want to grow uh, community, build community, that's our heart, and that's why we're doing this. So go ahead and do that. Go to brandonwellness.com. We'd love to see you uh, support this uh, this idea uh, of a community center. We're excited to see. Uh, where that's headed. And uh, Jim, one more time, thank you so much for it's being my a privilege, part John. and serving. Thanks and, so uh, much. Absolutely. It's great to have you. Thanks. Good to be part of it. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!